This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, June 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. U.S. and Mexico near a deal on sugar trade. U.S. and Canada lay framework for NAFTA renegotiation and new tests available for corn diseases. The U.S. and Mexico are close, but not quite finished, with a new deal to regulate the flow of sugar into the U.S., that according to U.S. government and industry officials. That's why Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross announced yesterday a 24-hour extension to the June 5th deadline that he set on May 1. Ross said the two sides have come together in a quite meaningful way. There remain a few technical details to work out. We are quite optimistic that our two nations are on the precipice of an agreement we can all support and so have decided that a short extension of the deadline is in everyone's best interest. The U.S. tightly controls the amount of sugar allowed into the U.S., but for years there was no limit on Mexican exports thanks to a provision in the North American Free Trade Agreement. But that ended after the U.S. determined Mexico was selling its sugar in the U.S. at below market prices and injuring U.S. producers by pushing down domestic prices. Mexico agreed to a suspension agreement that postponed the imposition of steep tariffs in return for a cap on Mexican shipments. U.S. and Mexican officials have been in talks for months on renegotiating that agreement because of allegations that Mexico was shipping too much refined sugar and not enough raw product, which is favored by refiners here. And the sugar sector is thankful. It's been a long and strenuous effort to renegotiate a new suspension agreement with Mexico, and the U.S. sugar sector is thankful, says Philip Hayes, a spokesman for the American Sugar Alliance. He told AgriPulse, we are hopeful that an agreement can be struck to finally end the injury caused by Mexico's dumping and unfair trade practices. There are several important issues that remain unresolved, and we are committed to working with the Department of Commerce over the next 24 hours in hopes of finalizing modified suspension agreements. The consequences of failure could be dire. Mexican and U.S. officials say that if a deal isn't reached and the U.S. follows through with a threat to put steep duties on Mexican sugar, our southern neighbor and fellow NAFTA member would likely retaliate by erecting barriers to U.S. exports. U.S. and Canada lay framework for NAFTA renegotiation. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue and Canadian Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food Lawrence McCauley met in Toronto yesterday to begin laying the groundwork for a new North American free trade agreement, NAFTA. Purdue told reporters he wasn't there to negotiate issues of the trade pact that also includes Mexico, but he did take the opportunity to tell Macaulay the U.S. will insist that Canada do away with its dairy and wheat trade barriers. Purdue said, quote, We had very good, very candid discussions, very frank, like family members discussing some things that are not necessarily comfortable. We laid out a great framework to begin renegotiating NAFTA. Specifically, Purdue complained about Canada's Class 7 dairy pricing policy, which blocks imports of U.S. ultra-filtered milk. Another issue is Canada's policy of designating all U.S. wheat as the lowest possible quality that is worth the lowest price. New tests available for corn diseases. 
Corn growers, agronomists, and crop consultants have two new tests to help them identify Goss's wilt and Xanthomonas. The National Agriculture Genotyping Center announced yesterday. The new assays, the first offered by the center, will provide proper identification in weeks rather than months and cut costs substantially. That according to Pete Snyder, the center's president and CEO. NAGC is a nonprofit initiative funded by the National Corn Growers Association and Los Alamos National Laboratory. Rancher Group Drives into D.C. Members of the United States Cattlemen's Association, the USCA, are in Washington this week to meet with lawmakers and Trump administration officials during the group's yearly fly-in. Ranchers from Arizona, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Montana, Nevada, North Dakota, Ohio, South Dakota, and Texas will be stressing the group's priorities, such as a demand that country of origin labeling for meat be reinstated. USCA President Kenny Graner said the annual USCA fly-in serves as an opportunity for our members to put a face to the issues being discussed and debated in D.C. NOSB seeks nomination for open position. The National Organic Standards Board is looking for one member with expertise in environmental protection and resource conservation. The Agriculture Marketing Service announced in a Federal Register notice today. The five-year term will begin January 24, 2018. AMS also said it is seeking nominations for a pool of candidates who could be used as replacement appointees if unexpected vacancies do occur. Ag Group looking forward to less government regulation. Colorado State Representative Kimmy Lewis didn't mince any words when she told an audience of American AgriWomen members how she views the strategy of President Donald Trump to roll back regulations she sees as holding back the American economy. Every day since he's been elected, it's been like Christmas. Lewis, who manages the Muddy Valley Ranch, said during an AAW symposium in Washington Monday as the group's annual legislative fly-in got underway. Lewis also called for new cool legislation to reinstate country of origin labeling requirements for U.S. beef and pork. Lewis said, I raise beef and I'm proud of it. I would like to have USA beef labeled. Here's today's He Said It. Well, I'm a sooner rather than later guy. That was USDA's chief, Sonny Perdue, who told reporters he'd like to see Canada do away with its policies that hurt U.S. dairy and wheat producers before the two countries begin renegotiating NAFTA. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, June 6th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.